0: Get 60% off at babble.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Listen. Hello and welcome to NVC IGN's Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeFritis, and this week I am joined by Zach Ryan. She's drinking some water.
0: (laughs) Seth Macy. Hello, I'm not hydrating.
1: And Logan Plant, who is our special guest this week. Hey, Logan. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for joining. Logan is our weekly production assistant, so he helps us by picking out your question block questions and helping us fill out the run of show and figuring out details. And you might have also seen his bylines on IGN.com under some news and features articles. Thank you for joining us. I'm so glad we could do this.
2: Yeah, super excited to be here.
1: So, this week, for the week of April 30th, we will be talking about some uh, unfortunate Nintendo account hacking, a rumored new Nintendo Switch model that could include a second screen, and a lot more. So, let's get it started with Nintendo account hacking, which isn't a positive topic, but I guess we should probably talk about it. So, basically, Nintendo confirms that there have been about 160,000 Nintendo Network IDs have been affected, and they have disabled Nintendo Network ID logins in response to it. Um, Basically, hackers found an exploit from an old Nintendo Network ID login system, and were able to log in and purchase eShop games, disable your primary account, and just cause some little havoc. And Nintendo's response is they recommend to enable two-factor authentication for your accounts and uh, to change your password. Any, you know, comments
0: hey, <laughs> uh, 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 authentication <laughs> is, is good advice for everything, but it as is. someone who, uh, you know, had one of those old NNIDs for like my Wii and 3DS, I was sweating a little bit. I was worried that there were going to be some, some scary things popping up on the old uh, records there, but I got through this one. Yeah. Uh, on Adity, I mean,
2: but. Uh, my buddy actually got hacked, and oh, no. someone in Russia spent $100 on V-Bucks on his account. So oh. he had to go through the whole process contacting Nintendo, and uh, he's waiting for a refund now. But he says the the process of, of getting that recovered was really easy, but yeah, still really unfortunate for
1: everyone. So, at I have a question for you. Maybe your friend could shed some light on this. How mm-hmm. did they... Ha- Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. I was going to ask, how do you, ha- you hack someone's account <laughs> and then use their eShop account to take money and put it on your own account? But yeah, maybe Logan, we shouldn't I tell people a, how to do that. I a
3: question for you, Logan. Um, yeah. How do you do crimes? Uh, just <laughs> let us know what the, what the best way to do crimes is, and then we'll follow suit. But
2: Yeah, I'm not really familiar with the, the crime territory of this whole thing. I just know that it's pretty easy to fix, apparently, if it does happen to you. Well,
3: that's yeah, good here. I. Yeah, I haven't even looked to see if I if my account has been hacked or whatever. I haven't noticed any like you know weird expenditures or anything from coming from my account, so I assume that it it's safe.
0: But well, that's just yeah, a flag I, for hackers to come and hack you because apparently <laughs> you don't even check. Fine, that's go ahead. <laughs> uh,
3: but I've seen a lot of people tweeting about their account getting hacked and weird stuff like this. You know, like Logan was saying, popping up like a bunch of like DLC stuff being purchased on accounts and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: But luckily, it doesn't seem as bad as it could be. Um, even If you didn't have any credit card information, the worst that could happen is that they switch over your primary account. And then they will have access to your nickname, date of birth, country region, gender, and email address. So some basic information that might prompt you to want to change your passwords.
3: I wouldn't um, mind more people having access to my nickname because I've always, <laughs> I've always wished that people would call me Z-Bone more often.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like we know you're... St- ness right. right. but um it and as Logan said it does sound super easy to get it fixed unlike I I have experience with uh, accounts being hacked with PlayStation Network for example and that was yeah I've had a my much PlayStation
3: account hacked a couple of times yeah. much
1: bigger issue and seems to be a lot more common but I guess the end of the story is that you should always activate two-factor authentication for all of your accounts you can do that very easily by logging into your Nintendo account on Nintendo's website and you will want to do this on a computer or a desktop laptop or whatever because you will need to scan a qr code with your phone to get that Mm -hmm. set up Mm -hmm. um it took me like i don't know like five minutes it wasn't hard but definitely do that for all of your accounts so you don't get hacked
0: yeah i'm gonna go into dad mode and also say keep an eye out for uh phishing emails it'll probably follow this if you have a nintendo account and you get some sketchy email that says it has been hacked Absolutely, 100% verify that that is actually from Nintendo and not somebody with a little bit of savvy trying to trick you because we almost get tricked my wife and I into um giving up our information because it said oh somebody bought 100 dollars worth of Apple uh, iTunes stuff I'm like oh that's that sucks and we almost fell for it but ha, oh, not gosh. today hackers
3: uh, yeah Seth what the I I hate to break it to you bud but you're you're peaking pretty badly like your your audio is pretty garbled you might Oh, you know, uh, turn the gain down some, or or maybe just move back a little bit. But yeah, I already did
0: turn it down.
3: Crackling up a little bit. Um, sorry to hear about your iTunes problems as well. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the the way to go through it is to never click on links sent in the email. Always just go to the website on your own accord and log in, and then check.
3: Everything I try there. my best to open every email and click on every link that's sent to me just just so I can take one for the team and make sure that you know. Then I, I'll say in a PSA like, "Oh, this was a bad one that I clicked. That was that was those are hackers." So
1: that then was, you can be the I one know. with the scoop.
3: That's right. I, I am unfortunately just completely out of money because of that. But yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's fine. Mm-hmm. You don't really need much money anyway, because according to Nintendo, there's not going to be another model coming out this year, and there aren't a whole lot of other games next year. But in our next topic. There is rumored new Nintendo Switch model that could include second screen support. This oh, is a really yeah. big It's a really big rumor. It's a really yeah. big what if. Take it with a grain of salt. But basically, um, a data miner and self-proclaimed like hacker Mike Heskin said on Twitter that firmware 10.0 adds preliminary support for a new hardware model, NX-ABCD, and there's evidence of a secondary display of sorts being added exclusively on this model. What do you guys think?
2: So I have a theory about this one. I do not think that Nintendo is going to launch a clamshell Switch with two screens like a DS. I think they're done with that. I think they're done splitting their player base between two different consoles where one can play some games that the other can't. So if this rumor's to be believed at all, I think what we're going to see is an update to all current Switch consoles that can allow for a Switch or Switch Lite to basically serve as a Wii U gamepad for another Switch. So say I have my primary Switch docked on my TV, I got my Switch Lite uh, in handheld mode, that Switch Lite can be the controller for my primary Switch. Uh, we've seen Nintendo try things like this before. The 3DS could be used as a controller in Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. We've already seen two Switches talking to each other with uh, the Super Mario Party minigames where you like line up the screens and, and can move back and forth between two. And so I think that if they do make a Switch Pro Uh, It could launch alongside this feature, but I don't see this feature being exclusive to a new Switch model because I just don't think that Nintendo would want to split up the fans like that.
3: So yeah, I mean, at the risk of being reductive, I think that the the biggest question for me around this is like, what would be the point of introducing a two-screen version of the Nintendo Switch? Uh, You know, like they've already had multiple generations of the 3DS and several iterations therein to kind of prove that that form factor works and develop games that work in that like style and setup. And so it just doesn't seem to make sense to me that they would go back, like take a step back and say like, okay, now we're going to introduce... Like Logan was saying, yet another way of you know, splitting this audience, the Switch audience, into you know games uh, gamers that have a regular Nintendo Switch, but then this might only be playable on the Switch Duel or whatever it might be called. It just, I don't know. It, it seems like um, kind of a pointless endeavor to me to to further split that audience and to look at a form factor that is like kind of uh, antiquated
0: at this point. I think it'll be cool, no matter what they do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know.
3: I'm a diehard fan. Seth doesn't care. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> I remember can, when the DS came out and everyone's like, "What a dumb thing this is!"
3: They can and we
1: package loved it so they can much package a,
3: a turd and call it the new Nintendo turd, and the Seth would be there in line. Like, uh, I yeah, would,
0: yeah, I would have my midnight order in
3: at the midnight turd sale. He'd be there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I honestly. I, I really like the idea of bringing back a second screen because I liked a lot of the things the Wii U did, despite its not great popularity. But I would like them to bring games like Nintendo Land back and to bring back oh. DS games that would be mm-hmm. easier translated, more easily translated into a system that can accommodate the two screens like that. And I'm I was trying to think of other ways... Other things this could mean. I was like, maybe it's an attachment that makes the Switch have two screens, but I have no idea how they would pull that off and make it look streamlined because I was thinking maybe they could add a second screen to make the screen just bigger. But we all know how that worked on the DS and it wasn't, it didn't work well to Mm -hmm. put it frankly. Um, But yeah, maybe an attachment, but I don't see the attachment working without using the C plugin at the bottom that you use to charge it. Mm -hmm. So Maybe it would be something, I don't know, I'm just completely speculating here, but I think it could be an attachment. It could be what Zach and Logan were saying, where it's like the Wii U pad, but I also don't see it being like another clamshell system. That just Mm -hmm. wouldn't make sense to me. I mean, that would kind of take away the Switch aspect of it, because it would probably mean you couldn't dock it, right? But maybe. Maybe they would figure it out. Yeah. So... We'll see. But um, one of the reasons why we think this means something is because the same person found the code NXABCB, which was the code name for the Nintendo Switch Lite. So that ended up being something. So we know this is probably something and not nothing, but how big the something is, is up to discussion. <laughs> but, yes. So uh, Seth, you would want anything they would, they would put out.
0: Yeah, just give it to me. Give me, give me that two screen vitality sensor. That's what we're all, what we're all looking for.
1: What about oh, you looking? Uh, like, huh? I'm sorry. Oh, I was
0: just gonna say, like, uh, you know, a lifetime of Nintendo. They've not disappointed me. Every time I think they're gonna do something that is uh really dumb, it turns out to be awesome. Like I was one of the DS detractors. I was like, having a dual screen Game Boy is dumb. nobody's gonna want this and now you know it's like probably the 3ds is probably
2: my favorite nintendo system of all time
1: and what about you logan would you buy into a two-screen setup
2: uh, no, I really am hoping it's it's something <laughs> like the Wii U gamepad because I love the Wii U. My controversial Nintendo take is the Wii U is my favorite Nintendo console of all time. Wow. Uh, I don't think it failed because it was a bad idea. It failed because of horrible marketing, terrible third-party support, and an awful name. And so I think Nintendo believed in that two-screen setup, and I would love to see it come back to the Switch, either in another additional peripheral or with the setup I was talking about with two Switches talking to each other. I think that'd be really cool.
0: Mm,
3: yeah, I think that could be some really cool... Uh possibility there like i had completely forgotten about the mario party games that allow you to control across two screens Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like i think there's some really interesting stuff to be done there as well
1: when uh, it's funny that you bring that up because when that patent was first revealed and it's like some point in 2018 people were speculating that it was they were they were talking screens as part of the same system not different Mm -hmm. systems talking to each other they speculate people speculated that it was a multi-screen switch so
3: so this rumor has been around a long time
1: yes a very long time but that as we all know was actually just mario party different Mm -hmm. systems talking to each other Mm -hmm. so who's to tell but uh that's about all we have to talk about about the rumored new switch model i mean it is rumor we don't have any information we're all just kind of plucking our ideas out of thin air let us know what you think it is in the comments and next up we'll be talking about some small news including uh the fact that animal crossing new horizons bank interest has been slashed from 0.5% to 0.05% and not only that but it caps at 9 the interest caps at 9999 bells so everyone who's been time traveling to make really quick riches sorry <laughs> no more
3: <laughs> yeah this I mean, is a patch just to eliminate the idea that like people could keep jet- jetting back and forth between dates and stacking bells right like you know, mm-hmm. like I, I think it's really easy to like jump sixty years into the future and then come back to your island, and it's like, oh, all this interest has netted me, f- you know, fifty million bells or whatever. Um, so I get that. Like, I think that it's, I don't know. I I kind of think it's funny that Nintendo has like gone so far as to like implement a fix for something like that because it kind of seems to me like Animal Crossing is a game about like playing it entirely the way you want to play it like it's you know kind of a play your own way kind of thing and if people want to break the systems and time travel and open up that paradox then i think that it's you know there's probably plenty of people that would say that that's well within bounds but then you know nintendo's out here being like "Mm -mm, we even said it on nintendo voice chat that this is time crimes these are illegal so
1: it is time crimes right
0: this is the plot uh central plot point of the movie time cop was people uh using time travel to exploit compound interest and that's
3: right dr jean-claude van damme starred in that
0: film he did Uh,
3: mm -hmm. i'm
1: I think the funniest thing to come out of this is that there's, a, there's an international newspaper called the Financial Times. And they actually put this story. Financial Time Crimes. <laughs> <laughs> they actually put this story on their front page. And it was uh, the headline is Virtual Rate Cut Forces Nintendo Gamers into Riskier Assets. And um, they bring up tra- catching tarantulas and selling turnips as the alternative to making cash quick. And they pulled some quotes out from a um, a Reddit thread. And one of the po- the quotes that they pulled out was, "I'm never going to financially recover from this." And If any of you are familiar <laughs> with it's Tiger, Tiger King.
3: King, Tiger King quote. But, um, yeah. It.
1: I. I had I had a good time reading this article, so like, go check out the Financial Times, <laughs> to read this article about um, how this affects people in Animal Crossing.
3: Yeah, it's, Animal oh, Crossing. I think it's funny. that Oh, sorry, Logan. Go ahead.
2: I think it's weird how much they're trying to alter the economy for time travelers, because I kind of think that the economy for just people playing it by the normal clock is broken. Like the the turnip economy with uh, different discords and Dodo (laughs) codes on Twitter, I haven't sold my turnips for less than like 450 bells any week so far. So I'm a millionaire just from doing that. And I think that's more broken uh, than the people time traveling, because they're already breaking all the rules if they're time Mm -hmm. traveling to make money. So I think the turnip prices are kind of out of whack. So here's the thing. Sorry, Zach.
3: Yeah, I forget if we talked about it on this show or not. But uh, Justin Davis uh, sent out an article that was like essentially saying that everybody is playing Animal Crossing incorrectly, um, just based on like what you're talking about, Logan. Is like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think Nintendo could have anticipated that people would be using, uh, you know, Discord and Slack channels and et cetera, et cetera, to really try and like game the system as as much as they have, and they they obviously weren't anticipating the amount of. network stress that that would come as a result of you know people jumping islands to try and get better prices on turnips and uh you know i think that there's a lot of unknown factors or a lot of um underestimation on Nintendo's part as just to how popular this game would be and how how, the, how far people would go to game these systems to make that kind of money and so maybe to kind of walk back my previous point um uh you know maybe they are reducing the interest rate as an uh, attempt to like quell some of that you know mm-hmm. like there's there there are some things that they can rectify in a post-release scenario and that's one of them but
1: but the thing about the turnips is that you have to be at least nice enough for people to allow you onto their island right i mean i guess you could just be a random person and use the dodo code but it does encourage community and conversation which i think is a really big selling point of animal crossing is to mm. encourage this and i think gaming the system with turnips definitely encourages that and is having people come to other people's islands like Elijah Wood was trending because he asked to come to someone's island for for turnip prices right like Mm -hmm. that's crazy that's insane that's awesome that Animal Crossing is do that even if it is a little cheap I was,
2: I it's like a it. cruel world out there though. You've seen some of the tips people are asking for, like you need to bring five Nook Mile tickets and 200,000 bells and 10 gold nuggets. Like some people put a pretty high price on on getting to their Nook's Crane to sell your turnips. Which I think yeah,
3: well, gosh. some people are idiots because like, <laughs> if you're selling your turnips for, you know, 640 bells or whatever, but you also want 200,000 bells in return and, you know, five gold nuggets. I'm just going to go on Discord and find somebody that's selling them at 570 bells and take mm-hmm. the loss. Like, why would, you know, like, yeah, exactly. it's just so crazy to me. Like, the idea that you're building your own economy out of, like, selling turnips, like, so opportunistic. And just, like, it's so whack that somebody would just be like, yeah, you can come over here, but uh, you better give me a taste as well. It's just like, just open your stupid video game island, man.
1: <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> like, our- art. Yeah. Our suggestion on our turnip page on IGN wikis is to just leave at least one sack of bells. I mean, just as like a nice courtesy, not even as a specific thing, but I don't know. Asking for specific dues to sell your terms is kind of ridiculous.
3: If you want to come sell turnips on my island, you better bring me two fully built giant robots. That's all I'm saying.
1: (laughs) I want the Godzilla. Do you want to come to my island? Do you not have the Godzilla? I just never bought it.
3: (laughs) Oh, okay. I was going to say. I've I've seen some islands that have like four or five Godzillas. It's like a whole theme. I really like Mm -hmm. it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's a good time. Mm -hmm. And uh, in other news, it's Majora's Mask 20th anniversary in Japan. Um, We will do a full retrospective on Majora's Mask, which is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. I didn't think I needed to say it, but just in case, um, (laughs) in October this year when it was released in the West. Um, But really cool favorite majora's mass memory
3: Ooh, uh, putting everyone one. on the spot
1: here i can go first you guys need time to think yeah go ahead that's what was the um, game so i don't have too oh. many files. logan <laughs> i will fire i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um i know you're wrong oh, bill trenton was on here and said it was the best so you're fighting it's okay <laughs> but um so the first time – I don't even know if it was the best memory. It was my first memory of Majora's Mask. I didn't get Majora's Mask until Christmas so or Hanukkah, rather, because it was from my grandpa. Mm-hmm. But um, in October, my friends got it early, and I was over, and they were fighting the boss in the, um, the Goron area, and – i asked to play and they're like yeah sure uh after this and then after this happened and i was feeling sick so i had to go lay down and then i came back and then they said that my time to play has passed and they didn't let me play so i had to wait until i got my own copy in december
3: oh uh, what a bummer so that's
1: my that's first majora's mask memories all scene. of your nintendo
3: memories from <laughs> childhood are so sad kids Every time, <laughs> like, it's like somebody erased my game somebody stole my ds somebody withheld my majora's mask cart um, That's... I just would like to encourage you on behalf of the listeners to maybe start picking some better, like happier Nintendo memories. Okay.
1: Like I'll I'll try my best. Yeah. I'll try my best, Zach. I, I think
3: my favorite part of Majora's Mask is when you get the mask that lets you control the uh chickens and then the little chickens follow you around. That's very good.
1: It's very cute. Yeah. yeah. the the dogs would follow you around too, just marching around collecting mm-hmm. all the puppies. Mm-hmm. Good time. Seth?
0: In spite of the fact that I love the Legend of Zelda, I have actually never played Majora's Mask <sighs> sacrilege Set. i know i have it on 3ds my son really wanted it and he loved it uh-huh. so i just haven't gotten around to playing it yet it's, i guess I should it's a
3: super cool it's a super cool game and like going back to it now like i i pl- replayed it when the 3ds remake came out in like 2016 2017 i forget what year that was um but it it's a game that was way ahead of its time and i know that casey says the 3ds remake is bad but it's actually pretty good
1: it's yeah. I don't know. As someone who just really loved the original, the small tweaks they made just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But honestly, if you you didn't love the original Pandora's Mask*, you probably won't notice. I think so they it's made fine. boss
2: fights way worse in the remake, like compared to the original. Oh,
1: you're know, right. As that as was well. one of the yeah. things. Like the first, they made a lot of them like way easier, or they they I I, I don't want to get into it. I, I, I did a rant on another episode. I'll figure out which episode it was, and I'll just mm-hmm. drop it in, and you can learn all about it then. I have the original but, uh,
0: around here somewhere. I don't even know where it came from, but I, oh, I just, really? the
3: moon. Yeah I, the yeah. moon. <laughs> yeah,
1: I have my. I still have my original, my gold Majora's Mask card with the uh, not the uh, holographic. It's. I don't think it's called holographic, it's but called the lenticular. Oh, the lenticular. There we go. Yeah, that one lenticular image on it. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. But um, also, in other news, just as... Real quick, uh, Splatoon 2 seven day demo is available right now and it runs through May 6th. You should read the fine print because you'll get a voucher for a seven day trial for Nintendo Switch Online as well. So if you want to check out Nintendo Switch Online but maybe aren't into Splatoon, you can still sign up for the demo to get the Nintendo Switch Online.
2: Are you guys going to try
1: out Splatoon 2 again? I actually picked up
2: Splatoon recently. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I started playing it again, just stuck at home. It was one of those games I popped back in and it's still a really lively community. So I think this is really cool that even more people might get to jump into it if they like this demo. I also think it's cool that Nintendo's just reviving these games. This They did it with ARMS, the free trial for that after they announced Mm -hmm. the Smash character. I think it's cool they're trying to revive some of their online games while everybody's stuck at home. I think it's a really smart move and if you hadn't played Splatoon 2, it's fantastic. And I'd I'd like it if more people jumped into it.
3: That single-player campaign and the expansion for it are amazing. Like they're really, yeah. really good games. And honestly, that that single-player campaign felt to me like the Mario Sunshine sequel that we some of us always wanted. Um, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a really cool. It's a really cool single-player campaign. I never got super into the multiplayer stuff in Splatoon. I played my fair share of rounds when it you know when it first launched. I was kind of surprised to see it come back because Nintendo had said so explicitly, like. And will support Splatoon two until you know for, uh, we have a two year plan, and then mm-hmm. that's it. And so now f- for it to come back, you know, it's nice like Logan was saying, but I also thought it was kind of weird because they were so so clear about the idea that they were only going to do like two year run on it. But
1: yeah, I do think it makes sense. Like with as you guys said, with everyone stuck at home, like why not try to revitalize your online games? that has so much. I don't. I don't want to call it never ending, but I mean. Online games pretty much have never-ending content. Like, if you want to hop on and play with your friends, you can do that as much as you want. You see, you see how that goes with like with Fortnite and Call of Duty and all of those battle royales. So why not split? Right.
0: Yeah, that yeah. seven-day uh, NES or excuse me, that seven-day Switch online code is awesome because then you get the Super NES and the NES content, mm-hmm. which means you get seven days for free of Eliminator Boat Duel. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it also enables you to trade your Pokemon with uh, your Pokemon but uh cool yeah
0: i mean it's no eliminator boat duel but it'll do
1: it's not it's just a a really small detail in my world that i'll probably only (laughs) i care about but you know it's there um but that is about it for all the small news we have to cover this week so now let's talk about games that are out this week um have any of you guys played moving out yet
3: it just no but i heard it's very good people like twitter is going off about moving out it, this is essentially uh overcooked but with moving furniture right
1: yes that's yeah. exactly what it is i'm trying yeah. to bring up our review so um i've actually never said, said tristan's last name before Ogilvie. and i'm there we go. Yeah, true Tristan Ogilvy reviewed it for us. Yeah. And um, he gave it an 8 out of 10, which is great. And as Zach said, it's basically overcooked, but you're a moving company. It might be a fun game to play with your roommates if you want to be mad at each other for a little bit. This seems like a pair game. <laughs> yeah you think,
3: you think pear's playing this game? i think
1: he's this, i think he specifically said he is playing this i think this is also like, a tom game
3: yeah it seems like this game and then what was the one? Oh, good job i know he was like really into good job
1: earlier. i yeah. i started playing good job and it is hilarious it had me cracking up yeah I, I heard it's, it's a it's really, really funny. funny game yeah it's very you, silly would you,
3: I, would you tell the developers that they did a good, good
1: job. job, I think I would. <laughs> but uh, just uh, to side that tangent a little bit, some of the puzzles, for example, involve you having to stretch a cord across a room so that you creates a tension barrier, and then you pull a cart into the cord and let We're go. Still so about it,
3: good job here. Right? Good job. This is, okay, yeah, this cool. is a
1: good job. So that yeah. it crashes through a wall, so you can get into the the other room and connect the wire <laughs> where it needs to be. But just like really silly stuff, like you're just like breaking. Just I wanted to curse, but I didn't. You're just breaking stuff to uh, do what you need to do. But it seems like similar vibe to Moving Out, just like fun, good, silly time. And it also has local co-op like Moving Out does.
3: Yeah, I've seen a lot of actually like a lot of industry folks talking about Moving Out in the last couple of weeks. uh, Just, you know, keep this on your radar. This is going to be a really good one. So, yeah, I'm interested in checking this out. Same. Yeah.
1: And next up is Indivisible, which... Hat is out on the 28th for 30 uh so mm-hmm. it's already out now. And this one, surprise launched on the eShop for everyone, including the developers.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I'd go so far as to call it a, a surprise launch as much as it was just like a, a real espionage situation. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a mysterious thing, right? Like, this is the second time we've seen this kind of surprise launch like this in Cooking Mama. Uh, a game just kind of shows up mysteriously on the eShop, and then developers of it are like, what the heck, how did this happen? um indivisible is a I, you know to take a step back indivisible is a rpg uh by zero lab uh which is the company behind Skullgirls. Um, uh, this game is a really cool like platformer rpg f- fighter like it's an awesome little game i played the first couple of hours the other morning when it came out but i've been tracking this game since it was first announced and have been waiting to play it uh on the switch and a couple of weeks ago it got a release date for the Japanese eShop, but there was no American date announced, which I thought was very strange. And then yeah, I woke up on Tuesday morning, Monday morning, and it was like, oh, by the way, the guess the game is out now. And I like <laughs> jumped on my my switch, and sure enough, there it was. So I sunk a couple hours into it. It's it's a really cool little game. It's beautiful, like really great sprite work. Um, really cool animation. Uh it, it's it got this really interesting battle system where each character is mapped to a single button and you're like you know holding like let's say a character is on b well pressing b will attack but holding b will do something else and pressing down b and up b will do uh, further actions so you control four characters at any given time so you're literally like up b a uh you know up y x bb like it's it feels like a fighting game when you're performing the combat uh but it's an rpg and a platformer um it's really cool the only knock i have is like the story starts off like rpg 101 like you're a plucky (laughs) youngster and then your village gets burned down and then you Eh. go on a quest and like yeah so it's like it's it's very uh kind of cookie cutter in that way but the combat system is like unlike it sounds
1: really interesting yeah,
0: yeah really- I played a demo of this at PAX East 2018, I think. It was. Yeah, it's been it's been in the works for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. the combat system was like completely baffling to me. But by the end of my demo, I was like, oh my god, I get this now. And they're like, cool. Well, your thirty minutes is up. So right. uh, you know, go go. And I was like, no, but it, it makes sense now. It's fun. But yeah, I think worth worth checking out on Switch.
2: Yeah, I have and this um, one on PS4 and I think it's really great too. I love the style of it. Uh, but one quick note on the Switch version, it's not currently up to date with where it was supposed right. to be when it launched because oh. the developers had no clue. So, there's an update <laughs> uh today that they said they're working on getting that day one patch out so it'll be uh, up to snuff with the other versions.
3: Yeah, the things that are missing right now uh is co-op mode and a uh, new game plus obviously the new game plus is not like a huge detraction when a game is just launched because like you're going to want to play through that game to open up a new game plus Um, co-op mode might be a bummer for some folks i don't know this to me just kind of screams single player rpg so i'm not really missing any kind of co-op action also i'm in self-isolation so there's nobody here to play that game with me but um yeah I i think it's interesting it's also really weird this game is published by 505 games who is not a small publisher and for them to have the rug pulled out from under them and this game just appear on the eShop with you know, no marketing, no previous promotion, um, it's kind of a disservice to this game, I think, because it's a really cool game. IGN gave it an 8.9 last year, and I feel like it was kind of just put out the pasture on the Switch. You know, It's really yeah. unceremonious to just be like, okay, well, here it is now. Go get it. And it's also, it also was 20% off earlier this week. I don't know if it's still discounted, but I guess we'll see.
1: But yeah, we were just talking about Indivisible. So go check that out if it sounded interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, out this week is Telling Lies out on the 28th. This was an adventure game with real, I don't know, like real life performances. It's yeah, actually, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, you see videos of people. This is made by Sam Barlow and it's a follow up to her story. Mm-hmm. Um, have any of you gotten a chance to play it?
3: Uh, I've not I have not it yet, on the but Switch. I, but... Yeah, not on the Switch. When it came to mobile, I saw a bunch of people playing it. And uh, I really liked her story a lot. I really want to check this game out.
1: Yeah, I started playing Telling Lies on mobile. I Spoiler, it's, it's a lot cheaper if you just get it on your phone. But it's also a lot easier to see things if you're playing it on the Switch. So take mm. that into account. Um, you are basically... It starts off, you go to a computer, you turn it on, it's midnight, and you have access to video logs of people doing video chat with each other. And you try are trying to put the story together by putting bookmarks in places in the videos and try to put the story together. And you get different endings based on like which video you interacted with more, I think. I actually haven't – I didn't finish it. I just started it. But – that's what I got so far. It's really interesting. And the performances are actually really great. So the, it also has solitaire. So if you want <laughs> to play solitaire within a game, oh. uh, this is the one.
3: There's um, a couple of notable like Hollywood character actors in this game, too. Um, you know, The, the act, caliber of acting is like really high for an FMG yeah. game, especially.
1: Mm-hmm. It's wow. really good. Um, Samuel Horty uh, reviewed it last year, and he gave it a 9 out of 10.
3: Wow. <laughs> On the IGN scale, that means amazing. 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 Yeah.
1: Um, also out this week is Streets of Rage 4, mm-hmm. a long-awaited sequel. Have you guys picked this one up and played it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No. No? Tell yet, us about it.
3: Um, well, Streets of Rage 4 certainly is a Streets of Rage game. Mm-hmm. Um, in that it is you. a it is a brawler where you move left to right and you do a lot of punches
1: and kicks. Like an arcade um, game.
3: Yeah, it's totally that. Uh, you know, Dale uh from the UK team did the review for Streets of Rage. He gave it a six. Um
0: i gave it a seven actually I'm, you're right he did I'm give it last. a seven
3: he did good yeah it's a good one um it, it, yeah i mean if you are if you love a good brawler then this one's probably right up your alley right up your street um <laughs> but yeah see what i did there uh-huh. yeah it's cool I, I played the first couple of levels this morning you know you can select from a bunch of different characters and there's definitely one character that i like better than the others or better than the couple that i tried um the I think the most interesting thing about this particular iteration of Streets of Rage is like one of the hallmarks of Streets of Rage games is that you have a like a super move that you can use as much as you want, but then it reduces some of your health bar. So it's like a kind of give and take. Um, but in this game, if you act fast enough, you can gain some of that health back kind of like in Bloodborne. Like, okay. um, yeah, it's really interesting. If you can manage to pull off combos after a super move, you can get some of that health back. And so there's like this nice, layer of like risk reward built into it but that's about as complicated as it gets other than that it's just like mash that y button and hope (laughs) for the best so
0: my question is uh if an enemy comes at you with a pipe and you punch them enough does the pipe fly out of their hands allowing you to pick it up yeah and turn the tables okay yeah
3: and it does a really cool thing uh so like if you grab a pipe or a knife or whatever and you throw it at an enemy it'll hit them and then like ricochet and Whoa. if you hit if you hit the A button at the right time, yeah. you can grab it you can grab it out of the air. So it's that like sounds really you, cool. can, you can like That's chain awesome. you can chain attacks, like you can throw pipes multiple times and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: And that was uh, Streets of Rage Four, also out this week, is Book of Demons for twenty five bucks. Uh, Tom says it's like a simpler Diablo, but all paper toy styled and dungeons on rails, but in a cool way. And Tom really liked it on PC. So if you're in, if you want to find another dungeon crawler like Diablo, maybe check it out.
3: Got that little bow tie spinning. Mm-hmm. He's all excited for it. It's <laughs> fun.
1: And uh, another game that Tom really liked out this week on the Switch is Level Head out on the 30 for 20 bucks. And he says it's basically an indie platformer slash Mario Maker, but distinguishes itself with new mechanics. And it's from the same team that made Crashlands. And um, if you follow Tom on Twitter, he tweeted this like a, a while ago. But he made a one-to-one recreation of Donkey Kong Country's Bale Cannon Canyon in the level editor in this game. So you can do a lot of cool crazy stuff with it
2: yeah, this one looks nice. right at my alley i'm excited for this one to come to switch i've been seeing it on pc so i'm excited for this one
1: awesome and bonus uh brigandine the legend of runercia i hope i said that right the Casey, demo <laughs> you like you're just
3: hammered drunk for like half
1: a uh, m- 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 oh. <laughs> let me try it again let me try again okay um brigandine the legend of runercia Close. <laughs> close okay i tried an an attempt was made (laughs) but um this is a switch exclusive tactics rpg in a fantasy setting and the demo should be available right now if you're listening to this
3: how come i got a question how come that was a bonus pick but the rest of them were just regular picks
1: i guess because this was meant to be embargoed information that we weren't supposed to release until 6 p.m on wednesday which is in the future of when we're actually recording this but other websites already published this news so uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) who knows out of the bag Um,
1: and that's about all of the games out this week and it's already passed so I'm I'm just going to mention it but Ninjala also had an open beta yesterday but if you're listening to this now it's too late so you have to wait until the full game comes out at the end of May which is kind of like a Splatoon style free to play PVP Game. Yeah, it's, yeah i don't know that i would
3: describe it as kind of a splatoon style it looks just no. like Splatoon.
1: yeah <laughs> no. i yeah. i played it at e3 not last year but th- so not 2019 but in 2018 and I actually had a lot of fun with it yes so, it's really cool so we'll see when that actually comes out um mm-hmm. but that's about it for all the games out this week let's talk about the games we're playing mm-hmm. logan would you like to go first sure
2: So I jumped into Super Mario Maker 2 for that new update that launched last week. I really, really like the new uh, world options. People can create their own worlds, their own world maps. I think that's really great. I liked going through all the different levels and sequences that different players made. I will say the search needs to be a little bit better because at least during my time with it, I played it on like day one, you couldn't search for specific worlds. It was just like, user-recommended ones that popped up on the screen, and and you could recycle and refresh them to try new ones. And it was really cool. I'm more excited for the next couple weeks or months when people have more time to kind of plan out, create uh, these cohesive worlds that uh, one level to the next that actually flow through each other, Uh, because right now it did just feel like a series of levels on a world map. So I'm excited to see what some really creative people can do and make uh, really cool Mario campaigns in that. But really cool addition to and Mario Maker 2 support. Uh, also been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. I've put in over 100 hours. Today.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> but long I day. think
1: I think everyone has. Right. Except yeah. for me. Yeah.
2: No. yeah. Having a great time with it. Uh, I know a ton has been said on the show about it, but I will say I was supposed to graduate from college next Saturday. So me and my friends are planning a virtual Animal Crossing get- graduation with caps and gowns. Oh, that's on, awesome. Setting that all up. So looking forward to doing <laughs> that next week.
1: I think that's a so lot cool. of people are doing that. Yeah. Are, um Yeah. Uh yeah, Logan's video actually did cr- crash. I thought it was just for me, but oh, it's just yeah. a frozen image.
3: Logan, it looks like we we lost maybe while we talk about uh these uh, our other games that we've been playing. You want to drop back out and jump back in? Yeah. Cool. Um yeah, I talked a little bit about indivisible and uh Streets of Rage. I'll probably finish Streets of Rage this week. I think you can beat it in like 3 or 4 hours. It seems like a pretty short one. Um but outside of that, uh, I've been doing just like dailies on my Animal Crossing island. I've kind of dropped off. You know, I talked a little bit about this last week, but I've kind of dropped off there. Um, I, I'm a little, the further I get into that game, the little, the less, the more kind of disenfranchised I feel about uh, the online systems and stuff. Like the deeper that I dig there, the more it's like kind of a bummer. But um, I still really like the game a lot. You know, I'm still doing my island stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else that I've been playing I've been playing on other systems, I, yeah. Spent a lot of time doing a lot of JRPGs lately, so
1: mm. Yeah. That's all you're playing this year, right? Just I don't Jerry. know about this.
3: I don't know about this whole year, but <laughs> it certainly <laughs> seems to be stacking up that way. I did Final Fantasy VII remake and now I'm playing Final Fantasy 15 and by the time I finish that it'll be time for Xenoblade so
1: yeah. What about you Seth? What have you been playing?
0: Well, uh, I also have been playing some JRPGs. I played Trials of Mana. Of course I did that for the review. Uh have mm-hmm. that a great that's an eight. That's a very fun game. It's beautiful. I've been playing Tales of Superior, which I got on sale for twenty dollars because that's what I do. That mm-hmm. is also extremely my jam. Doesn't run so great on Switch at some points. Like there's some frame drops, but whatever. It's it's goofy. It's fun. There's a there's a dog that fights and he smokes a pipe, and uh, I like that. That's just my thing. And then I've started. And I got finally got uh, Do
1: You get S four?
0: Yes, on Pear's uh, recommendation, and I started playing it last night. It turns out that is extremely my jam. I love like puzzles like that. Like Sudoku <laughs> is one of my favorite things, and this is sort of the same sort of uh logic systems in place that you need to use. You know, deductive logic and whatnot to figure out where the little the little pixels going to go to make that Picross picture.
1: And this is your first Picross. It's
0: my first ever. I I mean I've fin- I've been listening to pair like talk about it forever, so I finally just broke down it's 10 bucks i mean can't go wrong with that.
1: yeah why not it's fun i probably will not get it i still haven't finished um murder by numbers so i think i'll do that before delving into another procross game if i do but well i'm sure Pear will be back on next week to talk more about procross s4 because i know he very much wants to talk about it more
3: yeah totally Um, I did also want to point out that I said disenfranchised when I meant to say disenchanted earlier, and I'm sorry about that. I still have the right to vote. Please don't come after (laughs) you. Thank you.
1: Um, I Like I said, I I started... um, Oh my gosh, I started good job, and I've been attempting to play a lot of Monster Hunter World, which isn't on Nintendo Switch, so I'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was hoping to play the Ninjala beta in Streets of Rage 4 last night, but I was unable to do that. Uh, but yeah, that's about it for the games that we are playing. Let's all play our favorite game. Question block. And this first question is from Hunter Dylan. He says, what old Nintendo apps, not games, do you want to see revamped for the Switch? I would have to say PictoChat with online and group chat functions.
0: Oh, that kind of app thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, uh what was that crane game that was on? Badge that? arcade,
2: yeah, yeah Badge, Badge arcade. arcade.
0: Bring Badge arcade to everything, mobile.
3: That's my pick Switch. too.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, Badge arcade is yeah. really cool. We've talked about that a lot
3: on this show. It's a really fun little game.
2: Yeah, and my Switch home screen looks so boring. Got to spice it up with something. So, right. I want to see that? <laughs> yeah,
1: I actually really liked Pictochat, and I actually really liked all the like the forum integration on the Wii U, where you could like draw pictures and like post stuff, and things would just like pop up. As you were playing, I don't know. I had a fun time with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot all about like the uh, the whole sort of movement of people just doing amazing on the Wii U and, and like just posting it all over the place.
1: And this is, this is going to sound a little bit crazier, but the Wii U actually had an app that made you were able to use the Wii U tablet as a controller for your TV.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and you could actually look. Oh, yeah. You could connect it to the internet and actually see all of the um it basically worked as like a tv guide like you could search shows and you could set reminders for it i used it yeah i did i actually used that that
2: that.
1: back when i had cable
0: the amazon prime app was awesome on wii u because it has that x-ray stuff built into all the amazon prime like when you're watching videos but like you could just like read about the actors like on their imdb page while you're watching it because it had the second screen
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, it had yeah, like trivia and yes. stuff pop up. Yeah. And it had it had live didn't it have like live chat?
0: Oh, I don't like, remember if, uh, if it had live chat. I
1: might be I misremembering that. Yeah, I think it
0: was supposed to, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was supposed to. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had a fun time with I forgot it. All about the TV app though. Holy cow.
3: Yeah, there was a there was an app that I used to use on my Wii U all the time that I really liked that allowed you to stream uh video. Um and it was like original video and like some of your old favorites and some like current shows that we're on um and it's not on switch but i wish that they would bring it over it was called netflix there's a really <laughs> cool app that i really like to use a lot there and i wish that that app would come around
1: <sighs> i i've actually been using hulu significantly more because netflix isn't on the switch
3: yeah <laughs> like- hulu is the number one place to watch what we do in the shadows which is my favorite show right now So. Oh, really? God, that show was funny.
1: I should start watching it. I started watching Zoe's Infinite Playlist on Hulu.
3: This is the Hulu Uh, show now.
1: (laughs) It's very good. Um, I'm looking (laughs) for... So we can expand on this if we run out of time, but... This next question is from Richard Liu. He says, hey, NBC crew, I'd like to submit this question to NBC. I was browsing through Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's bottomless music catalog the other day, and that got me thinking about which pieces of Nintendo music have stuck with me the most. I'd like to know which Nintendo music has stuck with you the most, whether it's a specific track or a whole game soundtrack. Richard Mm -hmm. would choose the Super Mario Galaxy soundtrack, and if he had to pick just one track, it'd be the Gusty Garden Galaxy thing. What is everyone's favorite soundtrack or favorite track? From Wind the Waker. Nintendo
2: Realm, Wind Waker has Wind my favorite soundtrack,
1: Dragon yeah. Roost Island.
2: Uh, the the <laughs> title the title theme I think is the one that's okay. Yeah, think, yeah, uh, yeah. Wind Waker is one of my favorite Zelda's, and that soundtrack I I still listen to it all the time. That's definitely my favorite.
0: The uh, Metroid Prime soundtrack is probably my favorite Nintendo. It's probably my favorite video game soundtrack. It's like my fa- it's my favorite video game. So that it all tracks. But my favorite single song complete other direction it's the Delfino plaza <laughs> i just like to put that on the, the 10 hour loop on youtube and just listen to it sometimes Wait,
1: really it. <laughs>
0: yeah i'm not even joking around yeah it really motivates me <laughs> uh there are a lot of
3: zelda tracks that kind of spring to mind uh or that i'll just randomly have stuck in my head but i think the one that ha- has has really stuck with me the most or the one that has made the like the most lasting impression on me is the overworld theme from Breath of the Wild um you know the really simple piano melody yeah. um that just kind of like plinks away quietly as you're kind of roaming the countryside there and then like very subtly you'll get the actual Zelda theme you know kind of introduced in the background i just think it's like a really brilliant piece of orchestration and and com- composition and like yeah when i think about video game music especially like the music matching the mood and the tone of something like that, that piece is like just really incredible.
1: I, this is very hard for me to decide between because Ocarina of Time has an amazing soundtrack, but I also get very dist- on Red and those original games there. Um, so I would, it's a toss up, but probably the Pokemon Red soundtrack, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, and specifically the opening title song for that mm-hmm. game. I don't know. It just makes me emotional every time I hear it. And constantly on Spotify, I listen to um, Braxton Burke's uh, symphony arrangements of the Pokemon soundtracks whenever I like really need to like hunker down and work. I listen to that a lot, and it's constantly on my top played at the end of the year summary. So yeah. I would have to say, based on that, it would be Pokemon. And now for the next question from James Wright, who wrote into us at MVZ at IGN.com. He says, Hey guys, love the podcast. It's awesome that, and that Nintendo is doing free DLC and it looks like there might be more as time goes on. Personally, I'm expecting Nintendo direct to announce a cool new feature available today. My question is, do you think Nintendo will provide a new, and he's specifically talking about animal crossing, um, Do you think Nintendo will provide a new permanent building like the coffee shop and should they make it free or paid DLC? Thanks guys. Keep up the good work.
0: Hmm. I think, I think paid DLC for animal crossing isn't going to go over very well. That's just my feeling. (laughs) I think it's gotta be free.
1: Yeah. I think paid DLC for any Nintendo property usually doesn't go over super well. I mean, I guess people were pretty open to breath of the wild
0: that's yeah. true but that's <laughs> because it's breath of the wild the greatest game.
3: Uh, yeah I mean there's there's some games that I would pay DLC, like you know full price for a DLC for uh you know Mario Odyssey being I think the first one that jumps to mind like I would pay you know 20 to forty bucks for DLC for that game um, but Animal Crossing, I think they've already set the precedent that their updates are going to be free, and I think they'd be pretty hard pressed to, you know, switch horses midstream. And be like, okay, well, you liked all that other free stuff, but this stuff is going to cost you. It seems, yeah, incongruous to their plan.
2: I think yeah. it depends a lot on what that DLC is. Like with Splatoon, uh, they gave free content out for like a full year, maps, modes, everything, and then they said, okay, here's the Octo expansion, right. a completely new campaign, like nothing you've seen before. So if with That's Animal Crossing it's something really new. Like not just, oh, you have to pay for Brewster's because Brewster has been in previous games. People are expecting that. So if it's something completely new, like more islands to visit that are better than the generic Nook Islands or something like that, I could see them going paid after the first year of free updates.
1: Yeah. And um, on that vein of Animal Crossing, this question is from James. James. Decimus, he says, with the huge explosion of popularity in Animal Crossing, do you think that we could expect any new amiibo, either figures or cards, for the series? The franchise famously killed amiibo in my people's eyes, but it's a brand new market now.
0: Yeah, I. Everyone who's sitting on those stacks and stacks of amiibo that they bought at GameStop for like three dollars—they're just laughing, <laughs> Enjoying life to the fullest right now great bargain hunting so i i think they'll definitely especially with as huge as this animal crossing is there's definitely going to be more amiibo, whether it's cards or actual figures um one thing that's annoying though i have a rover and uh i can't can't get him to come visit my island so that's kind of annoying got the rover amiibo and it tells me he, he he's not coming sorry i'm sorry i, I bought wasn't all the Ami- there, like i got an Isabel. wasn't
1: there a, wasn't there a amiibo bug in animal crossing
0: i'm not sure
1: Look on our wiki on IGN.com to learn more about this bug that I mentioned that I can't recall from the top of my head right now. But I think we will definitely seek more cards in the least. I doubt we'll get actual figures.
3: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: I just wonder when it's going to be if there are given. I wonder what Nintendo's really focusing on with probably limited production given the current situation. So I wonder where we can
1: Yeah, incredibly true. And you know, on that note, this question is from Nathan. I should I should try pronouncing these names before I come on here instead of just reading <laughs> them and expecting that I'll know when the time comes. Nathan Simansky, do you think we will see a dry spell of new games in the future because of the coronavirus, or is Nintendo smart enough to have enough tricks up their sleeve to keep consumers occupied in the coming months and even the next year?
2: Oof.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a doozy of a question.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think. No, go ahead, Logan. I think that we could see kind of what we're seeing with Splatoon and ARMS, like we talked about earlier on the show, how they're kind of reviving these old games, like maybe we'll finally get that Mario Party update that we have not seen yet. <laughs> like If they return and just add digital content to games people already own, I think that could be a way they kind of fill the gap. So the calendar is already pretty empty for Nintendo without all of the external circumstances. So I think that they might get creative reviving some older games uh, going forward.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree. They're going to have to get creative. Um, I think there's a drought, whether or not how much that affects us uh, remains to be seen because, you know, mm-hmm. development, there's no like A to B to C for every game, you know, like every game has its own problems and its own development cycle. But um, I think, yeah, I think you know, they probably do have some games, some remakes, maybe some Switch uh, updates that they've been sitting on in their catalog for further down uh so basically what i'm saying is nintendo please give us metroid prime trilogy remastered <laughs> on switch can't be that hard right <laughs>
2: yeah
3: please. we yeah we talked about that at the beginning of this whole thing it was like how you know the greatest gift nintendo could give would be to like okay here's this metroid prime trilogy that we've been sitting on you know we were gonna wait for a special occasion but mm-hmm. now's as good a time as any because what the hell else are you doing yeah that would be pretty great <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I guess all we can do is wait and see. And I think that's my cue because my cat is pawing at my door and meowing at me. So I am going to call this the end of the episode of NBC. <laughs> but um, hey, Logan, thank you so much for joining. I really super appreciate you being here. Where can everyone find you on social media or on the, online elsewhere?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Logan J. Plant. And thanks so much for having me. I had a great time.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for your work every week on all of our Podcast here at ign and news yeah, and features seriously. and all the other cool stuff you've been doing we really super appreciate it i don't know what we would do without you so thank you
2: yeah it's been super fun so far looking forward to more shows in the future right on, awesome man.
1: yep so everyone at home thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it and remember nintendo voice chat is the only place you can
2: get the thing <laughs>